So you're thinking about running, but not sure how to take the first step. My name's Brian Patterson, and I'm here to help. And welcome to Brian's Rompod. Well, welcome back to Brian's Rompod. And uh, before I start, um, I remembered to get a glass of water. So um, just in case I do dry up. But um, today's episode is basically all about heart rate. Um, it's an episode I've been wanting to do for, excuse me, um, for quite a while. Um, and basically, I'm just looking at heart rate for beginners. Um so, you know, what does it mean? How can it help us? All that kind of thing. I won't go into the uh, uh, in the minutiae detail, um, into the nuances um, of heart rate training. But um, I'll just go through the sort of the very, uh, give you a bit of an overall um, uh, basic knowledge about heart rate training. So what is heart rate training? So... Put very simply, heart rate training is training according to your heart rate. It basically means forgetting the pace you're running at and instead of focusing on the heart rate zone that you are in as you run. You'll aim to be in a different heart rate zones depending on the type of run you're doing. So what are the benefits? Well, heart rate training can improve your fitness, increase your running speed, help you to run further and even reduce risk of injury. It can also help us navigate the ups and downs of training. We've all experienced where a pace that felt easy a few weeks ago suddenly feels much harder. This can be due to several factors from sleep or stress. Heart rate training levels the playing field, which can help us both physically and mentally with our running progress. So who can do heart rate training? The great thing about heart rate training is that it is totally personalized to you and your fitness. This means that its benefits can be enjoyed by most runners, whether you are a speedy racer or just a steady plodder. Beginner runners may find it harder to do heart rate training as our heart rates are usually higher when we first start out. This may not be the case if you already have a, a base of cardio fitness though. So, Heart, how, so how basically how does heart rate affect my running? A heart rate is a measure of how hard our body is having to work at a, out to perform a specific task. It will range from our resting heart rate when we are relaxing on the sofa up to our maximum heart rate, which is uh, shortened to MHR. If you have ever pushed yourself to run extra fast in the last 100 metres of a run, you'll likely have made it to that MHR. Other daily activities from walking up the stairs or an easy run will be somewhere between your resting and maximal heart rate, and these can be split into different zones. These zones can correspond to different energy systems, and these are the way in which our body converts fat or glycogen into energy. Now, we will go over these different energy systems in a later episode. 
runners training for endurance events, 5K training plans and over, are mainly using their aerobic energy system, which uses fat for fuel, in order to build aerobic fitness. We need to train with our aerobic energy heart rate zone. The problem, however, is that most of us run our easy or long runs too fast to fully capitalize on improvements to our aerobic fitness. fitness. And this is where heart rate training can help. So what are the heart rate zones? The heart rate zones between your resting and maximal heart rate can be split into different number of training zones. It's generally agreed that there are five heart rate zones that runners should pay attention to. These span from zone one, which could be used for recovery runs, up to zone five, which you'd only use for very fast interval workouts or in those closing meters of a PB effort. A well-rounded training program should see runners working in all training zones at different points in their week, but with the majority of their training zone done in zone one and zone two. As surprising it may sound, runners may have as much difficulty sticking to the lower zones as they do pushing themselves up to zone five. The majority of the training is therefore done in the middle of the heart rate range, which means missing out on the benefits to be gained from working in all zones. How do I find my heart rate training zones? Before calculating your various training zones, you'll need to find your maximal heart rate, your MHR. While elite runners will be subjected to lab testing to find theirs, most of us have to rely on some rough maths. Now, there is a very common calculation used to determine your maximum heart rate, and it's basically 220 minus your age. So let's say a 35-year-old runner would have a maximum heart rate of 185. A more recent way of working it out is um, 208 minus, in brackets, 0.7 times age. So for that same 35-year-old runner, this would come out as 183.5. So what's one and a half beats per minute uh, between friends? Once you have your maximum heart rate, you can use it to determine the training zones you should be trying to stay within on our runs. So the most commonly used method for the amateur runners is to use five zones. So the zone one would be very light, 50% to 60% of your maximum heart rate. Zone two would be easy runs, light, 60% to 70% of your maximum heart rate. Zone three would be longer tempo runs, moderate, 70% to 80% of your maximum heart rate. Zone four would be the interval training, hard, 80% to 90% of maximum heart rate. And zone five would be very short intervals, very hard, 90% to 100% of your maximum heart rate. So what kit do I need for heart rate training? Well, we have come a long way with regards to equipment. I used to have the basic polar watches, which would display the heart rate. And now we have the watches that sync with websites and apps. First things first, you need a way of measuring your heart rate. So most running smartwatches do 
offer a heart rate function that will display as you run. It's worth noting that the wrist heart rate trackers are usually less accurate than the chest strap. So it may be a good idea to invest in one for your heart rate training. I know that Wahoo um, do a good chest strap that will sync with most smartwatches. So I know I've used one in the past for my Apple Watch. So moving on next is, is how do I do heart rate training? Okay, so you kind of understand the science, you've got the kit, you've calculated your zones and you're ready to run. So what now? So how do you do the heart rate training will will very much depends on your goals. Essentially, your aim is to keep your heart rate within a certain zone or zones as you run. Following a heart rate training plan is probably the best way to get started. And I'll put a link in the show notes to get you started. And one thing to note, heart rate training can sometimes feel as though it is not working, as you often initially need to reduce your pace to keep your heart rate in the correct zone. Experts experts suggest that you can expect to notice changes for around, you know, six weeks of training. Also, there is the effect of heart rate drift. This is when the naturally increases in heart rate that occurs when running with little or no change of pace. And many runners mistakenly assume that if they keep their runs at a consistent pace, their heart rate will remain relatively constant as well. However, Exercise research has shown that it is common to see heart rate drift upward during an easy or threshold run. Even with no increase of pace or effort, sometimes by as much as 10 to 20 beats per minute or over a 30 minute time period. So what causes this heart rate drift? Well, cardiovascular drift is most caused by natural increases in the core body temperature when running. And this increase in core body temperature elevates the heart rate in the same way as running in hot conditions does. So correspondingly, the stroke volume of the heart decreases so that the cardiac output and oxygen uptake remain the same, keeping your breathing and similar while the heart rate um, rises. Why is understanding cardiac drift important for runners who train by heart rate? If you use heart rate to measure your effort, especially during easy and long runs, you need to understand what effect cardiac drift has on your heart rate readings, or you're you're constantly underperforming in your workouts. For example, let's assume you're targeting a marathon pace. Uh, with your aerobic threshold training zone between 80 to 85% of your maximum heart rate. For ease of math, let's assume your maximum heart rate is 200 beats per minute, uh, which puts you in aerobic threshold training zone range of 170 to 170 beats per minute. So for the first 20 to 30 minutes of your run, uh, a pace of 8 minutes per mile might be put within the goal range which will probably also be your current marathon fitness pace so after 30 minutes running the cardiac drift may cause your heart rate to increase so that you have to slow down to maintain that heart rate window of 160 to 170 beats per minute however this decrease in pace does not correspond to your effort of your fatigue levels now you're running at 815 
mile pace and spending less time at your actual aerobic threshold and thereby not getting the most out of your workouts or your training time. I think the best advice is to use the zone as a guide to measuring your training over time and as you get fitter you will see the benefits and able to manage. The zones with your training much better so um, I think and also if you do um, log to websites for instance like Strava you will see a your fitness improve where you have uh, your heart rate gets lower and your place your pace will be consistent if not getting faster so you will see the the fitness benefits there in your data now <clears throat> some coaches think we should ditch heart rate training uh, coach jeff and i've put a link to his article in the show notes um from runners connect says that the potential benefits of training with a heart rate monitor have been so ubiquitously exposed in running magazines that many runners feel it is absolutely necessary to train by heart rate here's the deal now heart rate monitors can keep you in the right training zones prevent overtraining help monitor progress but did you consider this he says training is a heart rate monitor may be holding you back from reaching your potential in his experience as a coach and athlete training by heart rate is less accurate and more problematic than training by pace and feel unless you're a very experienced runner he gives three reasons gives three reasons why he does not recommend heart rate monitor training and then give you the best ways you can improve your running without using the heart rate now um basically He's basically saying that faulty reading and heart rate monitors not working. That's that's one reason. Heart rate training zones are often wrong. It's never an exact science because it is based on the 220 minus your age formula. The training zones in correlation with lactate thresholds. Um, I will go into the lactate uh, later on. And I know why I've talked about lactate Um in one of my earlier episodes. Training with a heart rate monitor requires adherence to a specific set of heart rate zones, each of which is designed to work you to a particular exercise intensity. Unfortunately, maximum heart rate is not the ideal way to measure the body's response to exercise. So, what should you use instead? So lactate, level, blood lactate levels are more accurate. In fact, research has demonstrated that there is no predictable relationship between heart rate and lactate threshold. Lactate threshold tends to occur at around 90% of maximum heart rate in well-trained runners, but it can occur at 50% of maximum heart rate for beginners. Now, I have had a lactate threshold test done, but before we go into that now let me explain or let me explain what it is or shall i get chat gpt to explain what it is um basically it says that the lack threshold test is a way to measure your body's ability to tolerate exercise it involves exercising at increasing intensities while measuring your blood lactate levels lactate is a byproduct of the body's energy system and is produced when the body is working hard as exercise 
intensity increases, lactate levels also increase. Lactate threshold is also a good predictor of submaximal fitness. What exercise pace can you maintain over a prolonged period of time without fatigue? Lactate threshold test is used by athletes and coaches to determine the intensity and training and to develop an individualized training programs. It can also be used to diagnose certain medical conditions such as overtraining syndrome or metabolic disorders. Basically what the test involved was that I had my ear pricked and then was asked to run on a treadmill at a certain speed. Then the tester would prick my ear again and then increase the speed. So he would do this over a a certain number of times um, until I kind of got to a pace where I couldn't sustain that pace for a number number of minutes. But each time I'd sort of have to get off the treadmill and then he would basically prick my ear. So he he would be taking this sample, he would analyse it, and he was able to plot my lactate graph. So this test is submaximal, which which what I mean by that is that it's not carried out in the lab and the test is not a sort of maximum effort. You can do your own lactate threshold test, and I'll provide a link in the show notes to an article on this, where you can use your uh, a, a time trial method, begin with several minutes of easy jogging or warm-up, and when you're ready to start tracking time, distance, and pace on a treadmill or a watch and run for 30 minutes at the fastest pace, you can sustain for the, that amount of time. There is the race time method. We know that a runner's lactate threshold paces a strong indicator of his or her race times, but it also works the other way around. Your race times can also be used to determine your pace at a lactate threshold. Some people use uh, Greg Gamillan's running calculator for this purpose, uh, simply to enter a race time in their relevant field and press submit button and near the top of the results page you'll see the vlt with some numbers next to it and that is your approximate lactate threshold pace Uh, there is a kind of high they in this article go on to like a high-tech method um, where you can uh, use a device called a strid um, and basically they say that uh, a more trustworthy still is the Strid Run Power Meters Critical Power Feature. And the critical power feature is not quite the same thing as lactate threshold, but is also very close and, more importantly, extremely consistent. Now, um, I understand some of the arguments of not doing heart rate training, and maybe I've kind of hopefully I've explained to you about the heart rate drift and it does feel like you're going at a slower pace just to so you can sustain that particular heart rate zone um but for me it when i used to do it at quite a lot it was um it really helped in terms of me seeing i kind of i'm, I'm a bit fixated by 
data and numbers and that kind of thing, seeing my my data, my race race pace, and also the heart rate. And also, I think that one of the main things is that I didn't get injured because I wasn't going all out um, at such an incredible pace and going really hard on my training um, that I was, A, feeling tired or I'd get injured easily. Um, because I was running at a intensity, uh, maybe a, a lower intensity, um, so that but I was still doing something to increase my level of fitness, but at the same time I was being very sensible at my running, and I was running maybe let's say uh, three four times a week, and also I was splitting it into the different in, into the different zones. So um, anyway. As I said, um, other things is that basically that what I'd done is, is an idea to set a baseline um, and so then do some training and see uh, basically how it affects uh, my lactate threshold curve. And I just felt it was provided me with a, a scientific marker on basically how my training is going, as I've, as I've just said. So... Um, as I said, it's, uh, you know, great way to something to include as part of your training and uh, something that maybe you can maybe incorporate heart rate training. Um, if you have the equipment, uh, a smartwatch to, as, as part of your training, maybe you do a couple of runs a week with heart rate training and see how you feel about it and then maybe do a couple of other runs without using a heart rate monitor and just thinking about your pace and how you feel with your running. And sometimes that, that can be quite good. But um, I, something I wouldn't dismiss at all. And that's a wrap for another exhilarating episode of Brian's Run Pod. Thanks for tuning in, folks. As always, we've got your back with all things running. And next week, get ready for some awesome beginner hints and tips to kickstart your running journey. Oh, and before we sign off, exciting news. We're now available on YouTube. So whether you're pounding the pavement or chilling at home, you can catch us there too. Plus, we have a new feature on the podcast. You can now send me a message. Yep, you heard it right. Brian's Run Pod has become interactive with the audience. If you look at the top of the episode description, tap on send us a text message. You can tell me what you think of the episode or alternatively what you would like covered. If you're lucky, I might even read them out on the podcast. Hey, if you want to keep up with the latest updates, behind the scenes fun and even some exclusive content, make sure to follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter or should I say X at Brian's Run Pod. We've also just launched a shiny new Facebook page. Simply search for Brian's Rompod and give us a like. And don't forget to hop on over to Instagram where you can catch all our visual adventures at Brian's Rompod. For those of you who love diving deep into the episodes, head over to our website, www.briansrompod.co.uk. And there you'll find detailed show notes, handy chapter markers, make it too easy to navigate through our favourite discussions. Please leave a review as it will always help find others find this podcast. Music is by Happy Days by Stock Audio, not forgetting artwork by Alice Patterson. Till next week, thanks again for listening. 